welcome to Imperfect Action with Brock Edwards. And this is the podcast where we, we find ideas and inspiration for, to help us take that that next or, or maybe even that first step in whatever it is we're doing, whether that's, that's starting a business, working on our careers, or just taking on that, that new project in, in our own lives. Um, super excited today to have Mark Menard on the show. Mark, can you just tell the folks a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's an honor to be here. Um, Man, I am not good at the elevator pitch type thing because I have 20 bajillion things going on usually. But uh, to help sum it up, I've I've been a business owner for 12 years plus, started my company DreamShine that serves individuals with special needs. Um, I have my podcast, Elevating Beyond, a speaker, um, an author of a couple of books. So kind of have a lot going on, my man. Well, and you also, I think you do some consulting on the side and you've got, what, five kids? Yes, yes. Married with five kids. I do consulting um, and coaching, depending on what people call it at what time. But I do a combination of all that. So, yeah, for sure. I actually have some masterminds and stuff that we run, too. Sweet. I have no idea when you get all that stuff done, Mark. Um <laughs> But but I love to see the output. So well, let's talk a little bit about DreamShine here. Uh, what what inspired you to start that business? Yeah, it it actually started right before the recession. I was working in the field with different individuals with special needs, and um, just continued in the state of Ohio to see that there was really no good options after the high school age. And they were kind of stuck in these kind of giant warehouses that were like factories and they could put machine parts together or they were given pieces of paper to color. Um, and it was really depressing. And I just kept thinking, like, at least all of us have choices, you know, even if we choose to work at McDonald's or choose to drop out of high school or choose to go to college or start, you know, or start your company, whatever it is you may be at least we have options. And for most of these individuals, they had no options at all. And I just kept thinking there has to be something better and just started like having in my imagination, this place that would be really non-institutionalized. It would be like outdoorsy type place or like a campground type feeling, but just providing all these incredible options. Um, and basically that's where my journey started. And kind of had to become like a self-taught lawyer and battle up against some pretty high people at the state of Ohio at age 26 that weren't so happy about anything different being done. But now 12 years later, it's just been amazing to see how far we've come. Yeah, I love the, the, the vision that you had for it. Now, this sounds like almost the the opposite of what you would normally do when starting a business. So, you know, I just what you're telling me, I picture really high overhead, outdoorsy, you got to have land. Um, doesn't sound like something you can do yourself. So you got to have staff. Uh, yes. you're, you're going up, you're going up against state, uh, I'm assuming regulations yes. and laws. Um, you've got competition from government entities. Like this is everything that, you know, this is just and the it, biggest and, battle. And it was literally like right when the recession hit to top it off. <laughs> so like, I, yeah. So what, I mean, that is just uh, courage, uh, drive, vision. Uh, what, 
What made you say, what made you say, okay, I'm going to take the leap? Cause it's not like you can just kind of try that out, you know, like with yeah. an internet business, you can put it out there, see if it works. Like you've got to commit to land resources, fighting the government, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I get asked this a lot and I think about it more and more too, as people are pursuing whatever dreams or whatever, you know, taking themselves to the next level at any other area it we've heard it so many times about our why but honestly it just continued to connect i would think about this individual named brian brooks um and i can mention him he's he's in my book too but i worked with him he was on the autism developmental disability spectrum dual diagnosis and um young man in his early 20s and i used to work with him doing weekend care and he tried one of these state programs and his mom actually had to quit her entire career to pull him out of it because he would come home screaming. He would be digging into his skin down to where it was just like gushing blood and getting infected because it was so horrible for him. He was so miserable. And the moment I started telling her about Dreamshine, Like she was so excited about it for her son, Brian, that like I would think about him and it was like, I don't, I don't get to give up because it kept pushing me forward, even though like the everything against me seemed to be impossible. I just kept seeing if he's going through this, like imagine how many other individuals across the entire state are in the same situation. And that honestly is what just kept pushing me forward because I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it was hard. I mean, we, I just was married. We had two kids back to back. I left a good job teaching special education. I had just got accepted into this accelerated BSN program where I would have had my RN and been moving on to making a great salary, great benefits. And turned all that down to continue to pursue this. And you're right, the overhead, I did have to, I started out, actually, my office was literally in a barn at that time to even save money out at the campground where we were paying rent to start out. But then we really quickly, because we're doing direct care with individuals that have very high needs, had to get staff on payroll. So like you said, that was like an immediate fixed expense. There's so many payroll costs. There was the government entities that literally tried to to falsely shut us down. And I had to go up against people that worked right next to the governor, like fight him at the highest level. I mean, it was uh, it was crazy. But also, I just continued to have that why in my heart. And I just it just kept pushing me forward. And the more kind of opposition that struck me, it, although it was hard, it just made me keep like pushing forward and just think if this, if all this is coming against me, like if, if the state and everyone's threatened against this little 26 year old kid trying to start this, like they must really be bullying people to stop great stuff from happening. And I'm not going to let that happen. And that just continued to, to fuel me to keep pushing forward. Yeah, that really gets at the, you know, the heart of everything that we talk about on this show, the idea of imperfect action. I mean, although it's, it sounds like you definitely had a background in it, 
um, at 20, mid twenties, I mean, you, you were not an expert in how to change, you know, go up against government regulations, <laughs> no. the, the, the payroll issues, just human resources stuff. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, that's learning about eight different fields all at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I would literally, I literally like, I learned as much as I could studying all the state rules and laws and got certified about a year prior but like all the business stuff, payroll, like I literally learned that along the way. Like I could, I've spoke at pro, like MBA programs and stuff now because I've learned it by doing it. But at the time they're like, are you going to be an LLC, a S Corp? Uh, I'm like, uh, ABCD. I'm like, what is that even? I have no idea what that means, what they do. But now I could tell you, like, I could give you a full breakdown of why we're an S Corp and what it means and all the different payroll taxes and everything, why we have a simple IRA for our team members. Like, but I, I learned this along the way. So that's something I like to share with people too is honestly, like, just start doing, like, literally start doing whatever it is you want to do and work very hard. Do, is, do the research that you can. But don't it allow it to like paralyze you to keep taking that action because like at a certain point, you just have to stop planning and start doing simple as that. Not easy, but you know, we've heard it before. It's, it's simple. Right. Well, so you, you got that business going, uh, growing family, uh, clearly you somehow got your wife on board with all this craziness of, you know, kind of <laughs> doubling down on tripling down on it. And <laughs> And then somewhere along the way, you said, okay, but I got to write a book. I got to start speaking. I got to become a podcaster. And how did that journey develop? In fact, why this journey? I mean, you already had your vision, your dream. It was in progress. Why take on more? Yeah, that that's actually a great question. And I and the thing is, Dreamshine is and was continuing to grow at such a point then that I really didn't need to. And what it began with was growing in leadership. So as my company continued to grow and my team was growing, I realized, man, I have a lot to learn about, like building a real world-class team. And so I just became so obsessed with leadership and got involved with people like Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership Team and like went there and spent time and work with them. And that was like when podcasts were first getting started. Maybe that was like six years ago or so. And the more I just really got into that and I realized it wasn't just about the field that I was in, but I just kept seeing greatness in all these other areas and, and people that were building these businesses and speaking all over and just helping change lives at a whole other level and grow these world-class teams made me think like, wow, I think it's time now to to share my story and start a podcast and have other people share their stories. And, you know, there's a part, Brock, like back when I was in my teen years, like I, I was in jail at, at 17, 18, just getting in a whole lot of trouble then too. And so I decided to put all that into my book, just thinking of talking to my younger self. And um, it's just really continued on on from there, but that was where it began. Well, and that's got to take a lot of courage, Mark. I mean, you know, 
usually when people write a book, they uh, kind of mention, you know, how great they are and why, why they're an expert and why you should listen to them. And in your book, you kind of started with the opposite of, wow, here's where I really screwed up. Well, you see, that's that's a huge problem nowadays is because and it it is scary to put yourself out there, but it's so important that you do because so many people see when someone's made it to like a level 10 at something in life and they assume that they forgot what it was like when they were at a one, a two, a three. And it's everyone, you know, that people might not have their jail story, but everyone goes through this sloppy mess of not knowing the how, of failing, of learning from it and growing along the way and whatever it is that they're doing. And it's so important that everyone listening, you know, knows this type of stuff and everyone I'm able to to share my message with because I've seen a lot of people not start something because they thought that they had to have these certain set of like perfect conditions that this person at a level 10 has. And some of that might even be confidence. And I remember myself at that younger age getting in all that trouble. I would see, I'd be listening to the show right now or something. I'd be like, I could never be like Brock and Mark. Like those guys must have been the straight A students and never gone through any adversity. And it's just been, came natural to them. They never had to struggle for it. Like that's what I would have falsely believed. And so I feel like by opening up about that real part of it, it's not like a sob story and I'm being negative. It's just showing other people. And that's kind of what I'm all about when I talk and everything is, is that everyone goes through their own different levels of adversity when creating a company and not having all the resources. Like everyone goes through that. And that's like part of the process. And it's okay. And, and that's a huge part of why I wanted to make sure to put it in there. But it, it is scary. It, it does take, you know... If you're not having doubt for what you're doing, then you're not dreaming big enough. If you're not scared, then like, honestly, if if it doesn't terrify you, then you're probably just staying like in that little land of mediocrity. It should scare you. Uh, I love that. that you know, if, if it doesn't scare you, it's just going to keep you in the land of mediocrity. So that yeah. that's kind of a big deal. I mean, it that's, you know, I think it's that fear that often just gets in our way, holds us back. I mean, dreaming is, is actually tough enough. I mean, it sounds like an easy thing, but, you know, like you were mentioning, you know, when you were younger, I think, in fact, when, when most of us were younger, I mean, you, heck, even now, you know, you, know, you look at people at the top of their game or, or kind of the, the, the shiny that shows up on Facebook or Instagram or the social media. And, you know, it's easy to think, well, I, I can't even dream that big. You know, that's just not me. Yeah. yeah. And how do you dream that big? I mean, because clearly, and I'm asking you, because you had a huge dream at a pretty young age. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I, I believe there's levels of dreams, too. Like, you don't just have one and you continue to. It's like your reward for reaching, like, it's first it's a hill, then like a bigger hill. Then you make it to the top of a mountain peak and your reward isn't you just get a rest for the rest of your life. It's that you get to climb an even bigger mountain. But in order to get to those bigger mountains, you also have to go through those bigger valleys. And it's really like that for each new level. And when you have a dream, I mean, my book, The Story of You, like also when I was in college, like I, 
it was after I was in jail that I didn't, I started reading my first book at age 18 and realized how much I love reading. And that's what, what led me to personal development. And I remember taking creative writing in college because I started loving reading. I'm, I was like, one day I think I'm going to have a book. I want to be an author. And my creative, <laughs> my professor that teaches that course, I don't mention her name, gave me a D on a paper that I was like so excited about. And to top it off for like an extra slap in the face said, you have no understanding of what it takes to be an author. And, you know, when you talk about dreaming, like I had built a successful company and I would still hear her voice as I was working on my book, The Story of You. And what key to this is our imagination and it started by me getting up early in the mornings and I drew this little stick figure drawing one morning randomly. And when I was talking about the land of mediocrity, that's what it had. It had this one guy named Mr. Mediocrity Face in the land of mediocrity where he just kept going in circles and a little mountain in between them. And the mountain says like hard work, failures, never give up. And on the other side, you got Mr. Solid Dude and a little stick figure drawing and he's standing on greener grass and it says greener grass. And he's like, I'll be damned. The grass is greener on the other side. And that's like where that vision started off to lead to an entire book. But the reason I always mention that is it awoken something that I kind of had forgot about that a lot of us do. This is such an important part is our imagination. Because like when we're young, like I, I was told like I would get in trouble. Mark's daydreaming. He's not focused on the content. He, he's drawing when he should be doing this. And so I remember thinking like, not only am I, should I not be using my imagination, but that's, that's for children. Like I'll get in trouble if I use that. And the thing where every like, great dream starts in our heart, like is from using your imagination. So like as an adult, your imagination's like screaming out, like, don't give up on me. I mean, Colonel Sanders started KFC in, in his 60s. He was like 63 when he started having that dream of creating KFC after he was retired. And it starts with that imagination piece and really continuing to. And also something I like to tell people is it's okay if you don't perfectly know the how. You're never going to know the how. Like, Mine started with a stick figure drawing. I started seeing myself speaking all over the world. And at that time, I didn't even have my podcast, Elevating Beyond, um, which we have, like, we're pushing 3 million downloads just on iTunes now. And I did my first podcast recording sitting in my car when it was raining. And the audio sounds like crap. Like, now I have this awesome studio we do on camera. But it, it didn't start that way. So your imagination is to be able to just like see beyond what any of your current circumstances really are. And it's like you're able to like kind of close your eyes and step into that future and just continue to see it. And I think that's part of what keeps inspiring you to keep getting there. And the hardest part is the process. Because whether that takes one year, three years, five years, ten years... So many people give up when they're like so close to hitting it. That's what they think. Like they're so close to getting there. 
And you just have to keep tapping into that imagination where you can just see beyond what all of your current circumstances look like. And, you know, I, I don't think we talk about that that enough, just that imagination as adults. In fact, I don't know that I've heard imagination used in adult contexts in, in years. Now I hear people talking about vision, uh, about dreams, but just not, you know, imagination, just kind of letting that play. Uh, and it it pains me that there was a teacher that rather than, than teaching and encouraging and helping develop the skills, tried to shut the skills down. Um, it, yeah. The, you know, the, the contrarian in me um, takes <laughs> a little bit of extra special joy that not only did you go on to write a book and it become a um, bestseller, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you also have those stick figures in there. So, you know, I just absolutely <laughs> love that kind of. <laughs> yes. And I looked her up and she, to date, she doesn't even have a book out. Like, so that I think that's a good lesson, too, is just be careful who you, you know, life's going to test us and your dream, your purpose, your vision, your imagination, all of it combines. It just has to continue to be bigger than you. And everything that anyone's ever done, there's been some expert or someone that said, that's not going to work out. I mean, even Starbucks, when the CEO started to say, hey, this nice place in Seattle, we could expand it. It could become this huge, we could have one in every state. And they're like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. No one in America is going to want this European style coffee. Are you kidding me? They were like, you're a, we don't, we're not going to invest in you. I mean, there's more Starbucks than there are McDonald's now, especially if you count like what's in the airports and everywhere else. It's, I think that rejection is a good thing in a way, although it's never fun, but it shows you that again, it's like you're continuing to go after that scary thing. And if you're waiting for other people to believe in your imagination or your vision the same way that you do, when it hasn't happened yet, you're going to be waiting forever. You have to continue to just keep taking action and show everyone. You can't just allow waiting for other people's approval to become an excuse not to do something or else I promise you, you'll never do it. Oh man, that, that is so true, Mark. I mean, you know, just that first step is so, that's the scary one. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the 28th step, that's way less scary. Uh, but, but that first one, really putting yourself out there and saying, hey, this is my dream. This is what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to go do it. That, yes. That's kind of freaky. It is, but everyone goes through it. And I think that's what is helpful is when you listen to shows like Brock's or there's so much good information out there. I know there's a lot of crap. But if you can really listen to the true story behind the story of anyone that's ever done anything, you'll find like there's so many like similarities that have occurred. Like it's they've been told it's impossible. They were all terrified and they just they just kept going. And the more I study those, like that's what keeps pushing me to move forward myself all the time. It's it's so helpful. So, all right. So, so Mark, just to, to recap for, for those, you know, playing along at home here. Uh, so you, you started a, a, both a noble and a successful business. I mean, it, it was an uphill battle, but, but now it's going great. Uh, you, you've written a book, 
uh, bestselling book. And you, you've, you've even done some kind of novel things, like you put out a, a comic book or a very short graphic novel. Yes, uh, you, yeah. You, you know, you, you've, you're a podcaster, and how many million downloads did you say? Uh, we're pushing on 3 million right now on iTunes. Okay, so well north of 3 million, because not everyone listens to, to iTunes then. Yes, yeah. World, are on all the other platforms combined, yeah, it's even YouTube, everything, it's definitely far beyond that. All right. So, um, so successful business person, um, in a very noble business, uh, best-selling writer, um, very successful podcaster. Uh, you speak globally. Uh, you've, you've got a great family life going. So, um, other than, you know, outworking the rest of us and, <laughs> um, what's next? I mean, what, 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 where is this dream going? Cause I love this dream. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I appreciate all everything you're saying, too. I just like everything takes work, too. I mean, even my marriage, my family, like all of it, you, you have I've had you have ups and downs with my company. There's ups and downs in leadership. It's just you continue to grow and learn even with speaking. Like I had a lot of rejections before I got booked for bigger keynotes in other states and other countries. I mean, it's there's always ups and downs, but I've continued to um, have a vision of just a, um, a future book that I'm working on really is on building world-class teams. It's just something that building and growing world-class teams the right way I'm just really inspired by. And I'm continuing to persist on that. And also a huge thing that I'm working on now is intertwining all this with DreamShine, with our different individuals with special needs, and putting on some of our own live events like at our DreamShine campus, which would allow people to... I'm already having people come out for my show, but it's going to take it to a whole other level to have the events. People can see like my team in action and it's going to be cool because I'm looking at it to open up jobs for some of our different individuals with special needs to be doing these really creative things like helping be part of working on the podcast or working for the live event. And like some of the consulting I do or coaching, we're setting it up where people will be able to come out and like spend the day with myself and meet the team. And that's been like a big vision of it is to intertwine all of it and help create more options for everyone and for DreamShine. That's a huge thing right there. Oh, that's awesome. So you've, you've had some good success. It's taken years. You, I mean, I, you know, and I, I don't want to gloss over that because that's been one of the, the central things you, you've mentioned that, you know, we don't all start off at level 10. You know, we start off at level one yeah. and, and, we, and we build up over time. And like all that you've done, I'm guessing was not part of your vision when you were in your mid twenties. It's just what's evolved and come out of it. Yeah, there's levels. There's levels. Well, what have been so we've talked a little bit about your successes and, and all along the way you've been sharing advice, you know, basically for anyone wanting to start out, you know, just dream, play, start out, <laughs> get going with it. Um, but what yeah. have been some of the what have been some of the biggest lessons that you've learned along the way, Mark? Or or maybe lessons that you've learned from others? Like you've had a lot of great podcast guests. Um Yeah, that's a good question. Um a huge one is the difference between being an entrepreneur and a leader, because I've seen a lot of people starting to grow something good, but whether you have team members that are 
in person, like I have a lot of dream shine, or you start to work with virtual teams or editors, um, you, you know, assistants, it, it could all be virtual. But to start to grow yourself to that next level, you do have to start at some point assembling a team and really learning like and it's a it's something you learn. Leaders aren't born. That's not true. Like babies are born. That's it. it. Like you become a leader. And I've seen a lot of great entrepreneurs that didn't go to that next level because they didn't become choose to become great leaders and and learn how to like take their team and serve their purpose, which will absolutely take you to an entire new level. Like that is something that I've just been hugely passionate about because it's, it's been a game changer for everything that I've done. And literally like every company that I've seen that's, that's made it to be really successful gets to it all like is under the foundation of Yes, you need a great product and all that, but it really all falls under the greatness of learning about how to be a true like leader that serves the team the right way to serve the company, to and, serve and the you, purpose. And you mentioned a couple of really great things in there, Mark, just the idea of choosing and learning to be a leader, because that's, that's something that no one ever talks about, I don't think. It doesn't get mentioned that leadership is a distinct and separate skill set, like you know, starting a business, that's one skill set, but actually leading, that's something totally different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, we've seen like the old, the old school where we'll see someone that looks like a jerk, you know, and it's like, it looks like they're famous on Wall Street and just call blah, blah, you're fired and all this crap. And, but that's honestly like the, the real leaders that are doing a lot when you get to know them, they're yes, they're making a lot of money. They've worked really hard, but they're also huge givers and they care a lot about their team. And that also means like for myself, learning lessons the hard way, I would keep people on too long that I should have fired before. And I realized I was being a coward. Like I wasn't serving my team by sometimes keeping someone else on that would be negative and they were actually really good at the job, but they weren't good to the other team members. And it was bringing the whole team down. And that was another like the kind of the B side of leadership is also learning like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm protecting and firing the people that aren't willing to grow because we'll coach people. I mean, there, there's such a whole process there. Then it's also at another level, developing and growing other leaders. That becomes like the next level of it to be able to take your purpose to that other level that I couldn't even see before. So like I tell people, just keep going one day, one step at a time and you'll continue to like have a vision, have a dream. And as that happens, then you'll start to see like other things that you didn't even know would have existed before, like new possibilities, new adventures. And that's it's a lifelong journey. Like it's definitely a lifelong journey. I'm still learning every day. Well, you know what, Mark? Um, I think we should just kind of end it on that note there. So I got a couple of questions for you to, to wrap up because I think that's a really powerful message you just finished with. Um, first off, how can people find you? Oh, sure. Um, you can just go. It's just my name, Mark, M-A-R-K, Menard, M-I-N-A-R-D dot net. 
and uh, all my social media, everything's on there. I love to connect with people. It's got my Facebook, Instagram, my books, all that fun stuff. Information for, for everything if people want to connect. It's all just right there. That's probably the easiest way. Excellent. Well, and then uh, last question I always want to try and ask my guests is just, you know, you do so much to help the world. How can the world help you? How could the audience help you out, Mark? Oh, I I appreciate it. You know, I just I love to hear um, if anyone checks my stuff out. I just I love to hear what people are doing. If they want to check my book out, I love for people like after they've read it or it's on Audible or check out my podcast, Elevating Beyond, and um, just reach out to me and let me know. Like it has my email and stuff on there, and I'll get it, and my team gets it. But I love just hearing stuff that people have learned and started to apply, like in their own adventures that they're doing. That's That means so much to me when someone's like, oh, I read your book, and now I'm doing this, or I've been listening to your podcast, and it's been pushing me to start doing this now. And that that keeps pushing me to keep going. Nice. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule and joining me here today. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to Imperfect Action today. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What What are you going to take from the show and put into action in your life right now today to help you move forward? Hit me up in the comments or on Twitter. I'm dying to hear how is this show helping you to move forward? Now, one of the things I want to mention was that today's episode was brought to you by NutraFit. Now, I tried NutraFit's whey protein supplement after meeting the founder and hearing about his journey and his commitment to quality. I like to support up and coming businesses, so I gave it a try and I was really amazed at it. Now, I've had a lot of different protein drinks, but what made NutraFit different is one, that it mixes immediately, and also that the chocolate flavor actually tasted like chocolate. You know, so often they taste that like some kind of chemical engineering science project rather than just like food. And on top of that, NutraFit has no artificial sweeteners, colors, or preservatives. Plus, it includes probiotics, and I find it to be easy on the stomach. Now, the true taste test of it all is that my teenage daughter even likes it. She often has a shaker cup in the morning just on her way to school. Now, there are a lot of supplement brands on the market, but I do want to mention that NutraFit happens to be my personal favorite. And as a listener of Imperfect Action, you get 15% off of any order. When you're at checkout, after you've picked out your products, just use the code TAKEACTION. And that's written as one word, just take action at checkout. Now, my personal favorite, and I'm not trying to influence you here, but is the double chocolate whey protein. And you can order right on NutraFit's website. That's N-U-T-R-I-F-I-T-T. There's two T's in there. So NutraFit.net. And let me know what you think. Just a little, just a little